What's going on, great people? You're tuned in to episode 19 of Crypto and Chill. And you, you know you're going to have a great morning. You're tuned in to me. You're tuned in to my voice. I am JV the Great. And you are great. Let's have a great day, people. Let's have a great day. No matter what the obstacles you may face, no matter what you go to on your job, no matter what you're facing in your personal lives, all of that will pass over. And at the end of, of the day, you control how you feel. You control how you feel about everything that presents itself. You control your energy. And as I'm speaking, you may hear a fire truck in the background. So, I'm not going to let that ruin anything. We're going to let that pass by. And just like that, it's out of there. We're back to having a great day. Just at the snap of a finger. That's how everything that presents itself negative to you and in your life and in your presence, that's how fast it can be removed. As long as you stay positive. Anywho, let's look at these prices, man. Let's look at some of these crypto prices. We got a Bitcoin. As I'm speaking at 1018 a.m. Eastern, we got a Bitcoin sitting at $37,725. We got an Ethereum sitting at $2,695. We got a Binance coin sitting at $373. We got Cardano, ADA sitting at $1.05. We got a Solana sitting at $106. We got XRP. Really ain't been doing too much moving lately. Um, we got XRP sitting at $0.61. Cent. We got a DOT, Polkadot sitting at 20 Well. Right on the 20 at $19.64. We got Luna sitting at $51. Those coins sitting at $0.14. Cent. Uh, Avalanche sitting at $71.30. Uh, Shiba Inu, it still has like four zeros in front of it. Decimal four zeros, two zero. So that's where we're at with Shib. Um, Matic sitting at $1.59. Uh, Crypto.com coin at $0.41. Cent. Uh, route Bitcoin, 37000 same. Of course, Litecoin sitting at $111. How is Litecoin able to maintain its value? Like, <laughs> Litecoin has been sticking around for a while now, but it's, it's not in that top 10, but it's been sticking around for a while. You know, it, it's holding its value at $111. Got a chain leak sitting at $16. Uh, got Algo. Algorand still up under a dollar. It may not be for long, but it, it's still up on a dollar at 99 cents. Um, we got a Stella Lumens XLM sitting at 20 cents. HBAR 22 cents. ICP Infinity Internet Computer Computer $21.82. That might be a good buy. Now we have an Amazon passing by. Sorry, people, for those interruptions, but and just like that, it's gone too back to having a great day we have an ami coin the ami is something you guys might want to keep an eye on but keep that on your watch list um ami is is uh is a part of this nft platform uh vv and they have a partnership with i think um if i'm not mistaken uh all of marvel comic books or something like that i'm not mistaken let me look it up real quick because i hate i don't i don't want to give any false information so let me let me um look it up real quick. It's not gonna take long, I promise. 
um, Ecomi VV Digital Collectibles. Uh, VV is an is an app based marketplace for premium licensed digital collectibles. With VV, users can obtain common, rare, or one of a kind digital digital collectibles, customize and showcase them in the virtual showrooms, as well as buy, sell, or trade collectibles with other VV users, all from the palm of their hands. Ecomi is a technology-based company based in Singapore, which aims to lead the way in the emerging digital collectible spaces, as well as protection of digital assets. Ecomi, also AMI, offers a one-stop shop for digital collectibles through the VV app, bringing pop culture and entertainment into the 21st century. Ecomi sees digital collectibles as a new asset class, which offers intellectual property owners the opportunity for new revenue streams in the digital landscape. Digital streaming, gaming, in-app purchasing has become a multi-billion dollar market, and the next to join this digital trend is the pop culture and collectible industry. So, there you go with um, Ami. Like I said, it's something to keep your eye on. Um, that partnership I was talking about. Let me see, because I don't want to say the wrong thing. You know, nobody's perfect, but I don't want to just be out here just blabbing off at the mouth and giving wrong information. So let me look that up real quick. Partnership. Um, look at uh, marketplace. You know, this potential. You know, they got on a Disney. VV U.S. government agency partnership. That's not it. The Disney uh, partnership with Ami is a rumor. I would have to look more into that. Um, Marvel license. They have a Marvel license. So, let me see if I can look that up some more. I want to give you guys a little bit more information. Um, Ecomi, I mean, future of crypto and NFTs. Uh, Marvel license confirmed. A hundred major licenses confirmed. Only fifteen announced. Disney announced Star Wars to come. Pokemon. So Ami is definitely. I, I might have to load up on a few more. I mean, I got a nice size already. But I might have to get a little bit more. Um, Ami, Ami might be something you definitely want to keep an eye on. Um, short term and long term. But Ami is in that. Decimal two zero six eight. So, like I said, definitely something you want to keep on your watch list. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got a vet V chain sitting at five cent. Um, that's about the major. That's all the major ones. Uh, we got a quant. It did a little bit of more movement, positive, um, uh, positive uptrend. Um. Got a quant sent at $109.73. You know, for a while, quant was stagnant on the downtrend, so it's moving up a little bit. Um, what else we got? SDC sent at $0.05. Cents. Hasn't been doing much of anything lately. Um, so, anyway, let, what are we going to get into first? Let's see here. What are we going to get into first? First, well, first, I want to shout out to all the truckers. If you're a truck driver listening to this, I want to shout you out, man. You're standing up for a cause. You're standing up for what you believe in. 
you're standing up against the mandates. So salute to all the truck drivers that's that's a part of that convoy um, across the world. You know, salute to you and respect to you for standing on what you believe in. You know, we need more people in the United States to have a backbone against these uh, against these mandates, man. That's trying to pretty much force you to either comply with getting a jab or lose your job, right? And it's all it's all it's all coming from Biden. So. And it's nothing against people. If you want to take the shot, if you want to get vaccinated, that's fine. If you want to, you know, get your kids vaccinated, you know, nobody can tell you how to raise your kids or what to do with your kids. But be mindful, right? Be mindful of these vaccinations. Be mindful. Do your research on them. Don't just go off of what the media is telling you. Don't just go off of what the fake news is telling you. Because a lot of a lot of the the news stations like CNN and 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 and, and uh, CNBC and y'all all that stuff man is is paid for right so they're going to go with the nar- they're going to go with the narrative of who's ever compensating them more they're going to they're going to go with that narrative they're going to spread that narrative and you know like they say once you once you control the masses you know you good that's the government the government wants to brainwash the masses they want to control the masses so they're pretty much trying to force and implement these mandates when it should be your choice if you want to get vaccinated or not and, and, and it, they damn sure don't supposed to be trying to fire people because they're not willing to get vaccinated right it's unethical people are out here trying to people are out here trying to support their families trying to support themselves but yet now they got to worry about they got to pick and choose between wow do I want to get this vaccination that I don't have all the information on or do I want to do I have do I have to lose my job because I'm I'm afraid of getting that vaccination because I've heard a lot of negative things about it so I'm really afraid to get the vaccination but yet I'm also afraid to lose my job because then I won't be able to support my family so you're kind of stuck the government is putting you in a hard place for those that are working for companies that are trying to implement and man- make these vaccinations mandated right is this what type of what type of united states are we living in you're supposed to be land of the free you're supposed to be able to make your own decisions right and if i could understand if the vaccinations were getting rid of covid right and completely 100 percent well i say 99 point eight percent preventing you from catching COVID but these vaccinations aren't even preventing you from catching COVID that's the thing like in my line of uh in my line of work I was talking to a security guard at the guard shack and you know at first I, I say about a month ago he would ask me like hey man have you got the vaccine I'm like, nah, man, I haven't, I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't gotten it. I, I'm don't even, not even sure if I'm going to get it. Because I'm not all the way... Um, I'm not all the way informed on it. I don't I feel like I don't have all the information I need on it. And I, I hear too many negatives of this surrounding it. So I don't fully trust it. He's like, oh, man, go in and get it, man. Trust the science. Trust this, trust that. Oh, you know, God, I, I got my... He's like, I got my vax. I was double vaxxed. 
I got my I got my boosters. Family got it. I'm like, okay, man, good, good for you, good for you. And I say about a week or two later, I stopped seeing them. Stop seeing them at work. Stop seeing them uh, at the guard shack. Because when we when we come to work, we have to get our temperatures checked. So I stopped seeing them for a while. I I, I didn't see them for about two to three weeks, maybe two two weeks, two three weeks. I say two weeks and a half, two two to three weeks. Just put it like that. I stopped. I didn't see them for like two to three weeks. So I just started back seeing them last week. So I'm like, hey man, what where, where were you? Uh, where was you? Was you, was you on a uh, vacation or something? I'm like, nah, man, got COVID. I'm like, wow. Yeah, man, whole family got it. Like, man, wasn't you just telling me that I need to get it? Get the vaccine? I thought the vaccine prevented you from getting COVID. Then Jay's like, nah, man, it don't, it don't prevent you from getting COVID. It just, um, it, how did he word it? It um, prevents you from catching it it prevents the severity of it so if you catch it it won't affect you as bad as it would affect someone that don't have the vaccine is what he said you know and I'm gonna leave you guys with that story I don't want to ramble on about that but I'm, I'm gonna leave you guys with that story um but first topic um we got the national debt tops at 30 trillion dollars treasury department data shows new milestone as government spending continue to soar now <laughs> national debt at 30 trillion dollars <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if i'm just talking here i'm just talking and talking i wouldn't be surprised if president biden comes out with a new stimulus package right on top of the the infrastructure bill i wouldn't be surprised it seems like that it seems like that presidential um team is is just totally disconnected with just the real world right i guess he feel like he can just get on 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 tv and say whatever and say what's scripted in front of him and everybody just cool my yeah everybody just have a great day nah man we're out here living this we're out here living this. We, we're, we're living these. We're living this inflation. We're living these high gas prices, right? Everything's rising. We're, we're living it. We're out here actually living it. While he's on TV saying, "Oh, this is what I'm doing. Doing this. Doing that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna appoint a new black person. I'm gonna do this. Race this. Race that. There's no inflation. Oh, uh, who cares about the polls number? Like really? Like I just. It's hard to even watch that guy listen to him he, he, him you can tell him he, you can tell Gary Gessler was President Biden's nomination like they it seems like they're the same they're totally disconnected from reality but back to this article the U.S. national debt has surpassed 30 trillion dollars according to the latest data released by the Treasury Department marking a new milestone as government spending borrowing continues to surge the new record is for the government's total debt outstanding, which includes 23 trillion. What is that? 23.487 trillion dollars in debt held by the public, and another 6.525 trillion in intra-government debt, such as 
federal trust funds and other accounts. Spending by Congress was already increasing at a steady clip for years before the coronavirus sparked a borrowing surge of $5 trillion in pandemic relief that exacerbated the rate. $30 trillion in debt is an obscene number, but what's even more depressing is the fact that most politicians in both parties don't really care. Senator Ben uh, Sass R. Ned said in a statement on the milestone, someone is going to have to pay that money when these politicians are long gone. And spoiler alert, it won't be paid by them, but instead by our kids. Ignoring the debt won't solve this crisis. It will only make things worse, Sass added. We need to cut the budget-busting spending sprees and do real entitlement reform. Whoever ran that debt up like that should be held accountable. Biden should be held accountable. And those before him that ran it up, everybody that's in office, Congress, whoever, everybody that had a hand in raising that debt should be held accountable. Period. But it seems that nobody for the government gets held accountable for anything. Like, you take Congress uh, seats, you take senators seats, anything dealing with the president, you take any seat within the president's campaign, you, you... it's rare that I hear anyone is faced with any type of accountability. They serve their term and, and they get on. And for the most part, some of these people don't even have terms. You know, they sit up there for, the, for their whole lives, making decisions that are obviously, obviously bad for the world. These people are making decisions and, and have no care in the world about it. They just, they're serving these terms and continue to make these same bad decisions. They continue to make these bad decisions and make these mistakes while I'm serving a term. So I don't I don't get it. That's why I, I support there, there needs to be term limits and, and truthfully there needs, needs to be age limits. We don't need a president that, that can halfway stay awake. We don't need people in Congress that are too stuck in their ways from the old and old days back when the Howie test first formed and now they're on still in their seats trying to use those same methods for today's time when technology has advanced everything has advanced everything has advanced but your way of thinking and these uh everything has advanced but but your way of thinking your way of thinking and these policies so they need to get these people out of there man these people need to be voted out and if you're not in if you're not in um, support of these digital assets that can help change the world, that can help the financial system, that can help the average everyday Joe obtain some wealth, I don't care if it's a little bit of wealth. It ain't even got to be life-changing wealth. It can be just another line of income, right? If you're against that, you don't need to serve the United States, Period. You don't need to serve the United States. If your senator person for your state, if your congressperson for your state do not support the innovation of crypto or any type of or blockchain, any type of innovation, they don't need to serve you because they don't have your best interests in mind and they're not connected. They're not connected to the reality of things. They're not looking at, a, at, at it from a standpoint of, oh, these are my citizens and they're trying to look out for their families and their kids. No, they're not looking at it like that because they have positions that they can snap their finger in and they can pull some strings for their kids so their kids are fine 
but it's the it's the it's our kids. It's it's the people of the state kids. It's the citizens kids in our lives that are, are are potentially going to be impacted by these new innovations that we need to promote in a positive way. And we don't need the government getting in the way of that. Period. Period. So let's go on to the next topic, man. That's enough of the of the inflation inflation and the national debt. Uh let's check out in let's well matter of fact, let's go on. I was seeing some things on Twitter. Let's go on Twitter. See what topics we got on Twitter. So we got Ron Hammond. And Ron, if it, for those you don't of you that don't know him, Ron Hammond is the director of government relations at Blockchain uh, at the Blockchain Association. Uh, he's also the author of the Token Taxonomy Act and former Republican, uh, former Rep Warren Davis, and contributor to the uh, Auto Package. And today he announced about forty minutes ago. Um, another day, another hearing announcement. This time in the Senate Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry Committee uh, Dems. And on February the 9th, while there is no description of this hearing in the press release, it will likely focus on include the CFTC as this was a major topic in Chair Benham's confirmation. And when you go to the link, it shows Senators Save Now Boozman announced hearing on digital digital assets, risks, regulation, and innovation. And Washington Senators Debbie Stave Now, Chairwoman of the U.S. Senate Committee on Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, and John Boozman, ranking member today, announced that the committee will hold a hearing titled Examining Digital Assets. Risk, regulation, and innovation. Date Wednesday, February the 9th, 2022. Time 10 o'clock a.m. And it's going to be at the Senate Office Building. And it states as follows The committee will follow guidelines developed in consultation with the Office of the Attending Physician, the Senate Surgeons at Arms, and the Senate Rules Committee to protect the health of members of staff and public. This includes maintaining six feet social distance, spacing in the hearing room, as well as wearing masks, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I guess the only thing we have to go by is the title because it's not going into detail what is exactly is going to be said but the title is 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 definitely something that will have me engaged and definitely have me um tuned in I'll be if it's live I'm definitely going to be looking in tuning in um like I said the title is digital assets risks regulation and innovation so it sounds like a good title but some good information to come from that hearing. So I'll definitely be on the look for that. Like I said, it's going to be Wednesday, February, February the 9th um, at 10 o'clock. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Also, um, we have Wendy Rogers, and she is the Arizona State Senator, a conservative, America first pro-Trump uh, Republican, Air Force pilot, business entrepreneur, and a homeschool mom. Shout out to Wendy Rogers. And she she was tweeting a few things yesterday. She was mentioning a few crypto assets. She mentioned Bitcoin. She mentioned Ethereum, Avalanche, Doge. Uh, 
think something else. I think Cardano, maybe. But the one I took out of it, the main one I got from it was she said, every time I say Bitcoin, why do people keep saying XRP? <laughs> what is XRP? Now she said this. She has she has 267,000 followers. She like I said, she is the Arizona State Senator. And she said, I repeat, every time I say Bitcoin, why do people keep saying XRP? What is XRP? And if you can imagine, the comments, the comment section was filled with all type of answers. You know, I even uh signed in. You know, put in my little two cent. But uh yeah, man, you go through it. And the comments is is loaded. Loaded. And funny thing is, out of all of her crypto out of out of all of her crypto tweets, including the ones with Bitcoin, this one has by far the most retweets, likes and quotes, most engagement. Right? Right now it's sitting at 7,269 likes, 1,433 retweets, 304 quote tweets. So before long, these people are going to realize that XRP is by far one of the most popular assets out there. And no matter what the chart says, XRP down at what number eight, number seven, fighting with Solana with number number seven the number seven spot no matter what those charts says bitcoin ethereum and xrp are three of the most popular digital assets there are and have been for the longest have been for the longest and once we get clarity which we haven't gotten yet um the week is is, is not over with eleanor terry uh one of the journalists for Fox Business said we could be getting something this week from the Biden administration uh, where they're treating crypto assets as a as a national security and we should get some type of uh, some type of roadmap for regulators from the Biden administration so they should hopefully they, it, it comes out this week but not holding my breath on it but hopefully it comes out this week um, hopefully that brings some type of clarity something that could really end this lawsuit because I don't see this lawsuit ending anytime soon and why might you ask I, I mentioned it on Twitter uh, if you follow me at JB Great and I had a video of John Dean and Paul Barron um, latest interview up there and John Dean was pretty much saying that the SEC still hasn't been forced to turn over those documents right and when it pertains to these documents, the SEC still can pull pull out little little delay tactics. They can still delay. Right now, they're in a delay tactic with um, the Judge Netborn, Netburn, and they wanted to submit some more documents for her to reconsider her uh, decision for them to turn over certain documents. So now we're going through that process. If she comes back after receiving those additional documents from the SEC and says that the SEC still has to turn over those documents, then the SEC can appeal to Judge Torres 
who is over Judge Netburn. If I'm not mistaken, if I if I have a mixed up, y'all y'all forgive me. But you have Judge Netburn, and then you have Judge Torres. So if I'm mistaken, if it's the other way around, then my my fault. But it's one over the other. Either way, whichever is higher than the other, the SEC is going to appeal that decision if it doesn't go in their favor to the higher judge. Once that judge gets the appeal, they're going to go on for about a month to make a decision on the SEC on the ruling of the document. And once once they finally get back, if the SEC still doesn't like it, then they can make another appeal to the appellate court. So, that's why I say this court may last all of, almost all of 2020. So, when people say, oh, a settlement is near, nah. Settlement, like John, like John Dean said, until the SEC is forced to hand over the, like, forced, like, you guys have 30 days to turn over these documents. Really, they shouldn't even get 30 days from the point, if it comes down to the point to where, uh, if it comes down to the point to where the judge says, hey, go ahead and turn over these documents. It should be, you have a week to turn over these documents because the documents are there. The judge done did an in-camera review of the documents. The judge done seen all the documents. So the documents are already packaged up for them to just send it. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't take a month to send those documents. The judge should say, you have a week. And that's on the, on the good side. That's on the good note. You have a week to hand over these documents to Ripple. Because we've been fighting this long enough. You have a week to get these documents to Ripple. Period. But like I said, before we get to that point, the SEC is going to exaggerate. Exaggerate. What's the word? They're going to exhaust all measures of delay. Because they're working with nothing but time and unlimited resources backed by the government. So... Don't get your hopes up on the settlement anytime soon. Get comfortable, get cozy, and just have diamond hands. Have diamond hands, right? Put your XRP on a ledger or, and just forget about it, right? Check back in every now and every other month. And that's the best way you can do about it, man. You know, even though this is entertaining, right? And we're anxious to see the judges ruling. It's still a, a drawn-out process. It's still something that, that could get very tiring. And for the weak-minded, some people may be on a whim of giving up on XRP, right? But you have the, the, the long-term holders, the true believers that aren't going to give up, right? Because if you, you don't you don't need to do anything with XRP. You don't need to, you don't have to touch it. Just leave it alone. Just forget about it. If you're if you're not a trader, if you're if you're an investor. It's something you gotta ask yourself. Are you an investor or are you a trader? If you're an investor, you should have no problem with sending your XRP to the side and then engaging with your other digital assets. But leave your XRP wallet wallet alone. Just deal with your other assets, right? Deal with your other assets assets. If you're an investor, but if you're a trader, then I can understand. You're you're trying to time prices and look at the charts or whatnot. It is what it is, man. Whatever floats your boat. And next topic, we have Empower Oversight. 
we have Empower Oversight. As we know, they have filed an FOI, F-O-A-I, F-O-I-A. And, you know, we don't report it on them before. Um, but they are in the, pro- in the litigation process with the SEC. They're trying to get certain documents and information from the SEC to see if there, if there were any acts of conflicts of interest um, in regards to the digital assets dealing with uh, Jay Clayton and Bill, him and, and a few others. So, just recently, Empower Oversight recently filed an administrative appeal challenging the Securities and Exchange Commission. The SEC, SEC's claim that no responsible records exist in several categories of Empower Oversight Freedom of Information Act requests. In August 2021, Empower Oversight filed a FOIA request regarding it, regarding any conflicts of interest with cryptocurrencies at the SEC, where some cryptocurrencies may have been promoted over others. This led to a denial of a fee waiver, which was quickly appealed and overturned. According to Empower Oversight, the SEC's claim that it conducted a thorough search of the SEC's various system of records regarding conflicts of interest with cryptocurrencies is unsupported. The SEC failed to describe the scope of its searches. Of course, of course, the SEC is playing too many games. To be a government agency, the SEC is playing too many games. There's no way I would be proud. If I worked for the SEC, I would not be proud to represent the company. There's no way. They play too many games. We are tax-paying citizens, and those tax dollars are going towards the SEC. And yet, they're trying to keep everything a secret. They're trying to stifle innovation. They're holding back innovation. They're trying to regulate by enforcement. They're not setting clear rules. They're not giving clarity. They're playing. They're not trying to hand over any documents. They want all the documents to be a secret. Like, what type of agency is this? Are they serving the people, or are they serving themselves, or are they serving these legacy systems? Are they serving these banks? J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs. We know, we know Goldman Gary, Gary Gensler. He's he's definitely not on the side of people. And every time I mention his name, I just go back to the fact that this guy is really a clown. How can you teach blockchain technology at, at MIT as a professor and then get into a government role and stifle that inf- that innovation? And not provide clarity. You was a fuck. You was a freaking professor. Excuse my French, people. Gary Gensler was a freaking professor at MIT, teaching blockchain technology and giving different lectures uh, pertaining to traditional assets. But he gets into a government position and tries to stifle the innovation and doesn't want to provide any type of clarity doesn't want to be clear, doesn't want to answer questions. This guy makes me sick, like how can how can you respect this guy? How can anyone, how can anybody in Congress take this man seriously? They should look at Gary like, hey man you can, you just, we, we nominated we, we I don't, was he nominated? Like, he wasn't even uh, he wasn't, I don't think he was elected, I don't think like he was placed there I didn't put him there so they should be looking at this guy like, hey, man, you taught at MIT. You was a professor. 
and MIT teaching blockchain technology. But yet, you can't answer a simple question whether you think Ethereum or Bitcoin are securities. You can't comment on a on a, a, a enforcement action that over sixty five thousand retail holders have been impacted by it. You can't address it. You haven't addressed it not once. That's a that's a that's a shame. That is a shame. Back to the topic, man. According to Empower Oversight, the SEC claimed that it conducted a thorough research, well, a thorough search of the SEC's various systems of records regarding conflicts of interest with cryptocurrencies is unsupported. The SEC failed to describe the scope of its searches. Neither Empower Oversight nor the public can be assured that the SEC took proper steps to locate and produce responsible documents. That's right. Who can trust the SEC at this time, at this point? Nobody can trust the SEC. Nobody. They're failing at their mission. I, I, me personally, I believe they have they have always failed at their position. Name a time when they actually protected investors. I mean, that may be a few times, but y'all get what I'm saying. In this administrative appeal, Empower Oversight is requesting the SEC to review the SEC FOIA research specialist researches, report any deficiencies still found, and provide sworn affidavits describing the searches in detail if the SEC still claims that no records exist. No records exist. After months of no response from the SEC, Empower Oversight filed a lawsuit to compel the SEC to comply with its FOIA request. The litigation remains pending in the Federal District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia. The SEC's response to Empower Oversight lawsuit is due February the 11th, 2022. And I believe that's next Friday. So, something to also keep an eye on. The SEC, man, is just... They're not acting on behalf of, of, of the citizens, man. It's hard to trust an agency like that. It's hard to trust an agency like that, man. It's hard to have any confidence in that type of agency that's doing things like that, not trying to promote innovation, just hiding documents and being vague when asked any questions. Like, it's, you can't trust anyone like that. You just can't. You can't. And another uh, thing that relates to that is I just had it pulled up okay here we go and here we here we have the Chamber of Digital Commerce and they state for years the Digital Chamber has been calling for clarity and this was like my bad this was posted yesterday for years the Digital Chamber has been calling for clarity certainty in, in crypto and blockchain policy making last week the SEC proposed new regulations that expand the de- that expand the definition of an exchange and extend new rules to traditional uh, ATSs. With 650 pages to review and only 30 days for comments, the proposal appears to be the opposite of coherent. The decision to limit the comment period to such a short short window is worrying. 
The most concerning feature is the proposed language that might be an attempt to expand the SEC's ability to, regu- to regulate crypto trading platforms or DeFi protocols through backdoor regulation. We say might because the release specifically does not include any mention of crypto participants or assets. Any attempt to extend decades-old exchange and regulation and ATS regulations to crypto trading platforms or DeFi protocols warrants specific rule proposals with sufficient time for industry response and discussion. Any backdoor attempt is unworthy of SEC. We need 21st century policies for new, quickly evolving technologies that are already transforming the global economy and will increasingly be at the center of the way we invest, pay, save, and do business. We welcome clear and transparent rulemaking that will be helpful to the digital market marketplace and investors. We look forward to the White House's expected uh, EO on digital assets to provide clear direction and assert U.S. leadership for our industry. See, the SEC is, that's why I just said, you just can't trust the SEC. They're throwing out these backdoor attempts trying to sneak in little ways to regulate DeFi and crypto exchanges. Like, come out with a public, uh, with a public rulemaking, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Come out with a public rulemaking proposal, allow the, the normal comment period, and go from there. Why are you trying to sneak in backdoor attempts while also cutting down the, the comment period? Why do that? And I think um, Esther Pierce uh, commented on that as well. Well, they had a live, they had a live stream about it when that when it first was proposed. And Esther Pierce, uh, out of everyone, she was the only one that expressed her um, concern about it. You know, right now it's only um, Esther Pierce, Crenshaw, uh, Heron, and Gensler. So that's four commissioners. So. Anything Gensler says, he automatically has the backing and support of the other two commissioners. And, and Hester Pierce is pretty much alone right now. She's all going to be the only one vote. So it's going to always be three to one now because they still haven't filled the position of Rushman, who uh, resigned early last month and left the SEC. So as of now, there's only four commit. There's only three commissioners and a chairman, which is Gary Gensler. So. Anything he proposes is going to be a three-to-one vote almost every time. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. I'm trying to find what Hester Perry said. Thank you for my opponent. Blah, blah, blah. Thoughts on today's um, proposal. It raises a lot of issues worthy of careful worthy of careful consideration, but it doesn't give the public a long enough comment period. And she... Um, you guys want to see that, you can go on sec.gov. This is a long statement by Hester Pierce that was published uh, January 26, 2022. And it's pretty much um, this statement is everything she said on the live stream. They just took it and put it in written in written form. So, you guys want to look at that, go to, Hester, go to sec.gov and check out the statements, the recent statements, and you can see how Hester Pierce felt about it. So, And now we're going to go to the next topic.
So, someone asked me on Twitter, hey, interested to hear your opinion. Does it bother you that Brad Garlinghouse paid himself $160 million by by selling XRP? And I responded that it doesn't bother me in particular, but I can see how a lot of people would be upset by it. It's like how a lot of people claim that Ripple dumps its escrow releases on the market just for the holders to continue to buy that same XRP that was sold by the company. So, and they responded with, I mean, the company is building out infrastructure for the XRPL. I get that, but $160 million worth of XRP at these low, low prices is a lot of XRP to be dumping. Really reinforces burning the XRP for me. These people have enough XRP to build out the infrastructure. And shout out to Five Bamboo. Shout you out, my man. Um, I somewhat agree with you, brother. I somewhat agree with you. Also, the company has uh, private shares. When the company goes public, they can share some of those, some of those shares to compensate the employees or the, the, the business or whatever they need, right? I, I mean, I'm in agreement with you, but you have some people that don't find anything wrong with Ripple holding so much XRP and selling XRP on the market. And, you know, they feel like it's, it's boosting the adoption for the ecosystem. So I can say this. I feel like once that ecosystem is fully built out, when you have the NFTs platforms and smart contracts and all this stuff, smart contracts are already implemented according to uh, things that deal with smart contracts are already implemented within the decks of the XRP ledger. So, once new functions and whatnot, like I said, NFTs or whatever else they want to build on it, once those things are fully operable and the ecosystem is thriving in like, like like you said, what's the need for all that? Why why continue to sell XRP to enrich your, enrich yourself? Then claim it's to build out the infrastructure or uh, promote the ecosystem and build out the ecosystem. Doing what's best for the ecosystem. Doing what's best for the ecosystem is not enriching yourself uh, by selling XRP and getting 160 million dollars. It's not helping the ecosystem. It's just like Jed. If, if that was helping the ecosystem, you can say Jed McCaleb was helping the ecosystem when he was dumping all his XRP and had family members dumping XRP. It's not That's not for the benefit of the ecosystem. But to each his own, a lot of people within the community have, has, have different um, viewpoints of it, different opinions of it. So, you know, who, who, it's just an opinion. It's just my opinion. Right, whatever they choose to do, to do with the escrow, in which I think is one of the hot topics of this set of the of a settlement, um, with the SEC is the escrow. Ripple can't continue to sell XRP from their escrow. I'm pretty sure that's going to be within the settlement. But like I said, we all have our own opinions about it. You know, to each his own, and and just because we have different opinions about what needs to happen within the, the escrow, and and when we say things like it, the escrow needs to be burned or something needs to happen to the escrow, it's not thinking about individual price. It's not thinking about a value point. It's not thinking about a price point for XRP. When you think about all that XRP in the escrow, I can understand if they had a like one billion or a hundred million or something like that in the escrow. But when you have 
more billions in your possession than the actual circulating supply and you're selling that XRP on the market and us holders are buying that same XRP that you're selling from that escrow and then that Sorry about that, people. Uh, had a call come through and it just took everything out. But I was speaking on the escrow. When you have, like I said, when you have Ripple selling all of that all of that XRP from the escrow, and you have us holders continuing to buy it, and at the same time, the XRP from the escrow is now adding on to the circulating supply. Then I don't know how that could possibly benefit the ecosystem. Maybe that's not for me to understand. Maybe that's it's more on a technology technology it's on a more technical point than what is is visible to the to the owners so maybe there's more to it you know but 100 billion truthfully 100 billion xrp it's not really that much it's a lot and at the same time it's not right and, and when I, the reason I say that is because if Ripple gets mass adoption like Swift and everybody is using Ripple Net and utilizing XRP, then that $100 billion can get used up pretty quickly. Especially when you're talking about all the money flowing through it. But, you know, there's, you know everybody has their visions for XRP and connecting the dots with everything. So if Ripple is, is mass adopted, man, we can see 100 billion XRP get swallowed up real quick real quickly so and that leads me to another article um we have new report reveals Ripple ramping up XRP sales by 45% in Q4 of 2021 demand for Ripple net skyrocketing and this was posted yesterday today the second so yeah it was posted yesterday february the first 2022 ripple is disclosing that it increased its xrp sales in the fourth quarter of 2021 with demand for ripple net surging despite the loss of a major partner ripple notes in a new blog post that it sold more than one billion dollars worth of xrp last quarter in relation to its cross-border payments platform on-demand liquidity odl which is powered by the crypto asset xrp the San Francisco-based company also purchased close to $322 million worth of XRP, bringing net sales to $717 million, a more than 45% increase from the $491.74 million XRP is sold in Q3 of 2021. Ripple attributes the XRP sales to the growth and adoption of ODL. Oh yeah, Ripple continued to engage in sales to improve the ODL experience of certain customers, eliminating the need for pre-funding at exchanges and, and enabling instant global payments. The company also notes that RippleNet, its institution payment providers network, had its most successful and lucrative year to date. The number of transactions on RippleNet more than doubled, with a payment volume run rate of $10 billion. This is a testament to the product considering Ripple parted ways with MoneyGround, its largest customer immediately after the SEC filed its lawsuit against Ripple. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission SEC filed a lawsuit in December 2020, alleging that Ripple sold XRP as a security during its launch. The regulator also alleges that the token remains a security 
to this day. And that's the issue. The SEC is still claiming that XRP, today's XRP is a security, which we all know is, is definitely not. It's definitely not so. Next topic, man, we got um we got a topic on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And the title is cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum will never become legal tenders. Finance secretary uh according to finance secretary. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum will never become a legal tender. Finance Secretary TV Samanathan told Annie, adding only the digital rupee, rupee issued by the Reserve Bank of India would be the legal tender. Speaking to Annie, Finance Secretary said, digital rupee will be backed by RBI, which will never default. Money will be a RBI, but, but the nature will be digital. The digital rupee issued by RBI will be the legal tender. We can purchase non-digital assets with the, with the digital rupee, like we purchase an ice cream or other things using our wallet or payments through UPI platform. Rest all are not legal tender. Will not, will never become legal tender. Bitcoin, Ethereum, or any picture of actor become NFT will, will never become a legal tender, he added. Samanathan said that crypto assets are assets whose value is determined between two people who can buy gold, diamond, and crypto assets, but that value will not have authorization by the government. People investing in in private crypto should understand that it it does not have the authorization of the government. There is not any guarantee that your investments will be successful or not. One may lose money and the government is not responsible for this, he said. After that quote, after like that's what they're that's what they're worried about. That's what he's that's what he's worried about. What it sounds like he don't want to be held responsible for any of his citizens losing any money involving crypto assets and digital assets that's issued that's not that's issued it's not issued by the government. Period. So he's making it clear that hey, we're not responsible for any losses you may have with these digital currencies. Once they figure out that the citizens don't care about if they lose money on digital assets I'm pretty sure they 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 mostly care about being scammed like by big comp- big companies right or rug pulls stuff like that before as investing money and losing it the the investment way like oh it's not performing or it's just going down on its own and it's not no rug pull or you wasn't scammed or anything like that I'm pretty sure people would look at it like okay I just made a bad investment I didn't get scammed and somebody took all the money out of my wallet. I just made a poor investment choice. It's not performing how I figured it would. It's going down. So now let me get some money out, put it in something else. And I lost a few dollars on that. That's how I think people will see it. But anyway, he goes on to say, uh, people investing in private crypto should understand that it does not have the authorization of government there is not a guarantee that your investment will be okay read that part um finance secretary clarified that the things which are not legal don't mean that they are illegal and i'm not saying that bitcoin or ethereum is illegal but that is not illegal too but i can say that if regulation comes for cryptocurrency then that, then also it will not be a legal tender says some Samonathan. Samonathan said that regulation may seek 
uh, KYC, know your customer seller's license, but it will be decided by the government later with wider consultation with stakeholders. We will also see what is happening in other countries, he said. So countries are pretty much just leaning on each other. They're keeping an eye out on what's to come from other uh, countries so they all can act in accordance. You don't want to be the only country left out while innovation is happening over here. What seems to be the, 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 the stance of the United States. Everybody is acting and, and acting positive on these digital assets and blockchain innovation, but yet the United States is still slow with putting out some clarity and guidelines. So some 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 other further said uh through digital repay, you do your transaction like what currently you are doing through your digital wallet, like Payton, UPI. The digital repay is a legal tender and equivalent to cash payments we do. Finance Secretary also cl- clarified about the 30% tax rate on digital assets transfer. He said ex- except for agriculture or any other income is taxable as per the government policy. Currently, we don't have clarity on cryptocurrency, whether it is business income, capital gain, or it is a speculative income. Some people declare that crypto assets some do not now from april the 1st 2022 a uniform rate of 30 percent tax will apply on the transfer of digital assets he said this is not only for crypto this is for all speculative income for example if i take horse racing that also attracts 30 percent tax there is also there is already 30 percent tax on any speculative speculative transaction so we have decided to tax crypto at the same rate Crypto is a speculative transaction, so we are tax- taxing it at a 30% rate, says Samonathan. No one knows the real value of Ethereum. Their rate daily fluctuates. One who earns income through crypto will have to pay now 30%. This is the new policy of the government, he added. So, hey, it's common sense regulation. Common sense rules. It's a speculative, it's a speculative asset. So we're going to tax it like a speculative asset. Like you're betting on, on a horse race. Like you're betting on a basketball game. You're going to tax it at 30%. Hey, at least they setting out some guidelines. Here in the United States, they taxing it like property. A crypto asset is a property. I can understand. Shout out to Proppy. Proppy, I love Proppy. Proppy is going to change the real estate game. Now, if you have a, some type of digital property on Proppy, you understand being taxed at property rates, right? But the digital assets proppy the actual asset the digital assets the cryptocurrency proppy shouldn't be taxed at a property rate it's not property it's not property I can't rent my crypto assets I can't live in my crypto assets like you ain't got long term short term capital gain taxes and all that man like come on really really and that leads us to the next topic, man. India wants to launch a digital rupee and tax crypto profits. Well, we just looked at that. I guess they said India is planning to launch a digital version of the rupee, become the latest country to join the rush to create state-backed virtual currencies. The country's central bank expects to introduce the currency using blockchain and other technologies sometime in a new physical year, which begins in April, according to Indian Finance Minister uh, Nimala Shaharam. Presenting India's annual budget to Parliament on Tuesday, 
Cynthia Raman said the digital rupee would give a big boost to the digital economy. She did not give any further details about what the launch would entail, how widely a digital rupee might be used initially, or what impact it might have. So, and that goes to show that India, remember India was doing all that banning crypto and, you know, so against cryptocurrencies. Now they actually going to utilize blockchain to come out with a digital version of the rupee. And actually, and and, and going to tax cryptocurrencies as a speculative asset. So, all that food, and now they're warming up to it. So, and expect everyone to be like that. Hopefully, the Biden administration comes out with a, a plan that's on the side of innovation and actually on the side of the people. Because that's the only way I believe President Biden can actually increase his numbers. It's the only way. The cryptocurrency community is a large community, man. So if he comes out and does something that actually propels and, 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 and promotes the innovation and put regulators in their place, he may see a spike in his numbers. And the, your ordinary person that just watches the news and not engaged with crypto or not on social, not on the internet, not on social media, they don't know what's going on with the financial system, they don't know anything about cryptocurrency, they're going to see Biden numbers and they be like, wow, how did he, his numbers go up like that? And all along, we're in the know because we see what he's doing for the crypto community and the crypto community is now supporting Biden. Biden. So your average everyday person ain't going to know how his numbers got up so high. But us in the cryptoverse, we're, we're going to know. We're going to know. So last topic of the day, people. Um, holders beware. New malware targets MetaMask and 40 other crypto wallets. Security has never, security was never the strong suit of browser-based crypto wallets to store Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies. However, new malware makes the safety of online wallets even more complicated by directly, directly targeting crypto wallets that work as browser extensions, such as MetaMask, Finance Chain Wallet, or Coinbase Wallet named the Mars Stealer by, the, by its developers. The new mall, malware is a powerful upgrade on the information-seeking Oski Trojan of 2019. According to security researcher, it targets more than 40 browser-based crypto wallets, along with popular two-faced authentication extensions with a grabber function that steals users' private keys. People. I try to tell you on every episode, Get you a Ledger hardware wallet. Get you a Ledger hardware wallet, right? It seems like nowadays a hardware cold storage wallet is the safest thing you can do. And when you do get you a Ledger Nano or whatever uh, cold wallet you want, you choose, don't ever give your private seed phrases to anyone. Ever. Ever. Don't ever click on a link that's sent to your DM, your text. Don't engage on the phone with spam callers and saying they got this new great deal. You stay at this property and this, that, and the third. Don't engage with them. Hang up the phone. Block the number. Block block the number that texts you. Block the emails that send you emails that you know sound funny. They don't sound right. Block those email addresses. Um, any email you get stating that you made a payment 
and your account was something or whatever, don't believe it. Don't ever click on the link. When they tell you that, send that, go to that actual uh, app or account that they claim you made, you had a payment on. Go to that actual account and check for yourself. Don't don't believe an email. Don't go off an email. Like an email, they can tell you anything. If you if you get an email, say for instance, for example, if you if you bank with Chase and you get an email saying that an overdraft fee from Chase just happened, click this link to verify. Please don't click that link. Go on to your actual real Chase account and look to see. And nine times out of ten, if you had any type of fee, anything coming from your account, that app, Chase is going to send you a direct notification. You're going to get it. It's not going to be an email telling with somebody telling you to click a link. Understand, people, these scams are getting real sophisticated, and they are making these emails look like it's official, but it's really not. Don't ever click on any links in your email unless it's from somebody you know. And then you got to get in contact with that person. If you know that person, call that person. Say, hey, did you send me this email? I'm like, oh, what, what are you talking about? Delete the email, block it. Block it. Right, back, to the, back to the article. MetaMask, Nifty Wallet, Coinbase Wallet, MuCX, Running Wallet, Binance Chain Wallet, and TronLink are listed as some of the targeted wallets. The security expert notes that the malware can target extensions on Chromium-based browsers except Opera. Sadly, it means some of the most common browsers, such as Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and Brave made it to the list. Also, while they are safe from extension-specific attacks, Firefox and Opera are also vulnerable to credential hijacking. So, be careful, people. Be careful with your crypto. Be careful with your wallets. If you're engaged in any type of crypto assets, NFTs, anything online, if you store your crypto online, you got your crypto in exchanges, be careful. Think about investing into a uh, Legend Nano or some kind of cold hardware wallet. But on that note, people, like I said in the beginning, stay positive. Don't let anybody come and ruin your day. Don't give anybody the power to upset you or take you out of the mindset of being positive, you know. In an instance, that negative energy will pass by, that negative person will pass by, that, neg- that negative news will pass by. It's all about how you control yourself and how you look at it. And on that note, continue to be great. Stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your day.